I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. live, coast to coast. 200 Fox Sports Radio stations. It's 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock here in Vegas. Action-packed Thursday for you. Yeah, we recap Toronto losing to Milwaukee. We look ahead, Golden State and Portland. Also, what's going on with the Jets? Dysfunction? What's going on with the Knicks? How's everyone doing? Anyone on suicide watch? Some may be from the way it sounds. Joined in studio, Brad Powers, Steve Fezzik. Both of them way too egocentric to ever commit suicide. Wouldn't you say, Fez? (laughs) Correct. I mean, when you're a narcissist, you don't commit suicide. Well, there's so many fun things you could do if if it ever came down to that, that would be higher on my list. See, there you go. I mean, we knew you'd have an answer. (laughs) Sports batters listen for the money. Sports fans listen to know more than their buddies. My personal promise, we will deliver the Vegas truth to you. 
You can't have pros, though, without Joes. He's in L.A. He's Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And we're going to start in the NBA playoffs. Last night in Milwaukee, it was the Bucks, the one seed overall in the NBA, taking a one nothing series lead over the Toronto Raptors. 108-100 was the final. Yeah, this was an interesting one. We actually were recording our podcast while the game was going on. Fezzik usually pays a lot of attention during a pod because let's be honest, he struggles even if he pays attention sometimes. <laughs> so he he's looking at my mouth, trying to figure out. Instead, I saw him glance and saw him glance and you had a bet on Milwaukee. I did, and I've got a bet on Milwaukee for the series against you, RJ. That's so true. Now, both- moving on quickly is we don't want to <laughs> la- belabor that point. Now I'm down 0-1. <laughs> but it strikes me that it's hard to say that the Milwaukee batters, the many thousands that followed you, feels like they were pretty lucky. So do we come away saying, hey, Toronto lost the game, and hey, you got to win four. So when you lose one, it matters no matter how lucky or unlucky you've been. But maybe Toronto's better than we think because they were leading with three and a half minutes left. The Raptors were leading with three and a half minutes left, and they were up by seven entering the fourth. You would think now, you say, wow, fatigue is the issue. Not so much at Milwaukee, so much better. And oh, by the way, you might say fatigue, quantify that. They had two days off. Here's a stat. When you have a rested home team, so that was Milwaukee in the playoffs, with four more days rest, that's how we define rest, and the opponent, the road team, is off a game seven victory, obviously, because they advance. Last 17 times, straight up, that team's won three times. The road team, the tire team, Toronto. And against the spread, only four of 13. So I get not winning the game because they're on the road. But the idea you only cover four and lose 13 out of those 17 games. So think about that. Four winners, 13 losers against the spread when Toronto was in the spot they were. Now they lost against the spread. But boy, oh boy, if you were to bet this game at uh, 44 minutes, Toronto wins. If I'm a Toronto fan, do I come away thinking, huh, if I wasn't in such a bad situational spot, Toronto wins the game on the road? Yes. Toronto basically greatly exceeded expectations, not just Even though they don't it. cover. Even though they don't cover. It's not just the end of the third quarter. Now, are you going to cash your ticket? Oh, of course. I, never... I mean, you could cash it and donate it to charity. <laughs> I stole someone else's money. I'll take it, RJ. <laughs> Toronto dominated the whole game. They, they had the lead. Think about it. They're, they're plus six and a half, and they are leading by double digits for most of the first half and even at the end of the third quarter, comfortably up seven. Yeah, maybe they don't hold on to the win, but to not cover 10-0 run at the end of the game, Milwaukee backers, including okay, myself. Okay, so, so here's the question. It sounds like you just repeated what I said. I'm not asking you if Toronto led with three and a half minutes left. I'm not asking you if they were double-digit leaders in the first half. I'm asking you, the guy who creates the power ratings, do you upgrade Toronto? 
I'm not going to upgrade Toronto. And so that's why. So you're saying you haven't reevaluated how good Toronto is. I have not because I feel that Toronto was fortunate in this game and in the first half because Milwaukee did not make their three point shots. Milwaukee only hit 25% of their threes during the game, 11 for 44, and they had wide open looks all game long. Okay, so whenever there's a bad shooting night, there's two possibilities, and it's not A or B, it's a spectrum. On one far end is, hey, the defense was so good, they couldn't be expected to make those shots. On the other end, ton of open looks, just missed them. So your eye test and some stats say Toronto had a lot of open looks, and in a normal given situation, they wouldn't have been as unlucky as they were, and they would have made significantly more threes. This is Milwaukee, and thus they should have won this game uh, more easily. Correct. Okay, so you kind of weigh the two and say that you haven't reevaluated any team. On one hand, there's a pro-Toronto argument because they were tired. On the other hand, there's a pro-Milwaukee argument because they missed a lot of open shots. In the end, it's a wash. Exactly right. Did not change my ratings. Brad Powers, any thoughts I test from you? I would slightly upgrade Toronto because we had a couple question marks coming with Toronto into the game. In the last series, at least the last couple of games, it looked like it was Kawhi Leonard and everybody else. I thought it was a major positive that a guy like Kyle Lowry, a habitual person that struggles in the playoffs, goes and put 30 points. I got to think moving forward, he's playing with a little bit more confidence. I would add a slight upgrade on Toronto. So Lowry, 10 of 15, 7 of 9 from 3, 7 Makes two misses from three. His off-shooting hand injured. There was questions coming in. Didn't bother him. But I tell you, here's the question. And I got Toronto in our little bat. So I'm not feeling good. I, I personally am probably downgrading Toronto a little bit. And here's why. It's not so much from this game. It's what I've seen this entire playoffs. Remember, Toronto lost that first game. Against was it Brooklyn, if I'm remembering right, or or yep, they lost to Brooklyn and also lost uh, to the 76ers, I believe, early on. They split the series and, yeah. and didn't. So, but that first game in that first round, when you're the number two seed and you lose, it's like, hmm, what's going on? And we looked at the stats, looked at the box score, and Kawhi played like 32 minutes. Right, it was his. And then the next game, Kawhi went into playoff mode, and they obviously advanced. They advanced the next round. What is different about this Toronto team? And here's the key question. What is different about this team than the team that disappointed last year as much as any playoff team relative to the regular season? Fez was going around with his abacus. He was saying, ah, the point differential is amazing for the Raptors. That's not, Actually, that's a pretty good imitation, yep. I think. True or not? There's so much value. Kawhi Leonard is a... No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Are you avoiding the question? <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing has changed with these other players in Toronto. They are all underachieving, not ready you for prime time. You notice still hasn't answered the question? Yeah. Ask me again. <laughs> well, are you checking a score? <laughs> no. You loved the Raptors last year. You loved them the year before, saying they're so much better than they're getting credit for, right? Yes. And in the playoffs, they, they just, you know, as Colin says, the baby dinosaurs. Right. Kawhi's different. Kawhi has a ring. Kawhi can take a game over. 
In fact, he can take a game over to such a degree that people will say he looks like Jordan. Or some people will say he might be the best player in the NBA. Like, literally, we heard that. But I don't think, who's number two? We're saying Lowry was today, but if you look at the playoff history of the players on the Raptors, other than Kawhi, is there anyone that you can say that person has such a strong playoff history that even if Kawhi has an off night, I could expect that person to step up? Listen, anyone can step up, right? I mean, Lowry can have a good game. If you're if you're What's he making a year, Lowry? Like $30 million or something? You're supposed to be able to have a good game. But if I say, would you want to make a bet that Lowry's going to have a really good playoffs? No, Lowry historically has been terrible in the playoffs. So who would you bet on Toronto? Which player? Siakam. Siakam. Really? That's a condemning statement that I got to choose him. To be the guy. Make make the case for Siakam. Well, he's a 20-point-per-game guy. So Okay, but, but, but we're not talking about regular season. I'm asking right. about how's the playoffs. Uh, he's disappearing in the playoffs. So, so they don't have anybody. Not, so hold on. So you, did you hear my question? Yeah, I don't trust any of them, RJ. So why'd you say Siakam? Well, just because I got to choose just to somebody. Just say a name I randomly? I got to choose somebody. No, I, oh. no, no, no. What I'm saying is, let's just, guys, if you're listening... Just act like the last 90 seconds didn't happen, okay? We're going to start over. All right. Steve Fezzik, we're straight out of Vegas. I'm R.J. Bell. Toronto, Kawhi Leonard. I think we can trust Kawhi. He's got a ring. He goes into alpha mode. Is there anyone else on Toronto that you would be willing to make a bet? And one of these options is no. There's no one. There is no one. I don't trust any of the other players, RJ. Okay, so maybe that's the ultimate point here. Is you got a team that with Kawhi, Kawhi's going to play well most of the time. Okay? He's a great player. But what which NBA team makes the finals. This is to make the finals when they only have one guy that's reliable in the playoffs. It doesn't happen very often. I mean, maybe we can say LeBron with some of those Cavs teams. Yeah, Iverson with the Sixers, but that's about it. And you've got to be, again, it's got to be a weak conference, and this Milwaukee team is anything but weak. And speaking about Milwaukee, you made a really good point about the Steve about the 25% from 3 obviously you'd expect that to be better last point i want to get into you know you look at gasol you look at abaca for toronto they were really good fits against philadelphia because in b it was the question was in b philadelphia doesn't play a super modern game uh modern being a bunch of three pointers um, the movement that you see with Golden State. So I actually dug in and said, okay, well, how did Milwaukee do in the regular season against Toronto? Saying, okay, you know, they played four games. The ATS margin was Milwaukee by 28 combined points. So in it was 3-1 and one against the spread from Milwaukee, but they outscored Toronto by 28 points versus what the spread was. So expectation would be zero. They're plus 28. Over four games, that's mighty impressive, right? That's seven points a game they're winning by. 
Now the question becomes, well, what about the other more modern teams? So we ended up getting a list and this is a list of the team. This might not be the best way to define modern, but this is against the teams that attempt the most threes in a game, which is probably a pretty good shortcut. So that's Houston, Milwaukee, Atlanta, Dallas, Brooklyn, Detroit, Boston, and Golden State. Against those teams, straight up, Toronto was 13 and 12. Against every other team, they were 53 and 17. All right, this is something you're not hearing anywhere else. In fact, we're going to have the breaking news. Think about this. This isn't some, oh, let's randomly. We're saying the teams that shoot a bunch of threes, that's the modern style of basketball. And we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. The eight teams that shoot the most threes. Against them, Toronto is break even, 13 and 12 this season. Against everyone else, 53 and 17. Now, if you look against the spread, against the modern teams, 7 and 18. Against every other team, 37 and 32. So above 500 against the slow prodding teams, against the modern teams, Toronto struggles. This is new. I haven't heard this. And to me, it's mighty important. I just think it's a matchup problem for Milwaukee or matchup advantage for Milwaukee, problem for Toronto. And though it didn't look like it in this game, I think this might be Toronto. Not that Toronto's all going to win a game. I think it was a little bit deceiving. Bucks, by the way, 9-1 and one now against the spread in the postseason. So if you just said, boy, I like that Giannis, and you bet him every game, you'd be 90%. When we come back, we've got one last interesting stat on Milwaukee and also a bunch of other stuff. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox, and this is the pregame show you always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will have some final thoughts on the Bucks and the Raptors from last night. Jonas, did you know Outta is spelled O-U-T-T-A? Is it? I would have gone uh, G. It's just fair. I, I'm, again, I know okay. that you're not as hip as some may think. That's, you put on that hipster guys, right. but we all know the truth. I usually just go SOV. It's a little more gangster to it. Ah. <laughs> Each weekday, we have fun bringing the fun of Vegas straight to you. Right now on the strip, 79 degrees. The neon is coursing. We talked about it, Brad. We had one last thing on this Milwaukee. Toronto first game. It bears repeating, though, that conclusion at the end of the last segment. The idea that Toronto just does exceptionally well against non-modern teams, old-school teams, 53-17 and 17 straight up. That's like borderline all-time kind of record, 53-17. and 17. And against the eight most common or frequent three-point shooting teams. 13 and 12. And oh, by the way, Milwaukee is on that list. Problematic. I also think another big advantage from Milwaukee is going to be the, or is the return, because it's been two games, of their point guard, Brogdon. 27 minutes, 15 points. Okay, that's good. But he is a facilitator, like most point guards, a facilitator. Now there's a plus minus which means when you're on the floor, how does your team do? Now, over any given game, it can be fluky, but over an extended period, it's not. Best plus minus of any player in the game yesterday was Brogdon, plus 18. When he was on the floor, Milwaukee outscored Toronto by 18 points. Now, this guy was out, Fez, for two months? Yeah, since March 15th. And now this is going to be his third game in game two? He's already playing pretty well. I think we look at this Milwaukee team, and for most of the nation, they saw have seen Milwaukee without Brogdon. Yeah, he was their third leading scorer this year. So, you know, first round of the playoffs, nothing from him. Second round played the last game. Yep, yep. So if you weren't following Milwaukee with league pass and seeing how good he is, 
I think this is an addition that uh, Brogdon's, how much he adds is going to surprise some people. And the other point guards, Hill and Bledsoe for Milwaukee, were terrible last night. They both shot terribly, so it was critical Brogdon was back. Now, over the two months, how did they play, would you say? They've been playing well. Okay. so But it goes to show you, you don't need depth if everyone's playing well, but sometimes it's nice to have... So, oh, hey, Brogdon's playing bad. We'll put the guy in that did okay when he was gone. And I think we're going to be talking about this with Golden State. One of the things Kerr's doing that's just so amazing, I think, is giving everyone on the bench in game one some time just to see who's hot, who's feeling good, who's biorhythms in a weird way. And we'll talk about that. But I actually think it's a brilliant move and a huge advantage for Golden State. Second half of the show will be a big emphasis in the, that second half hour on that Golden State game tonight. But, Brad, I, I gave you a, a commission, and this is Brad Powers. He has all the college knowledge. He's a hell of a free-throw shooter. I mean, we'll get into that as time <laughs> passes. A champion in Here's fifth grade. Yeah, a, for, a former champion. Yeah, former. Like Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> I said, I want you thinking out of the box. We've got producer Daryl. New to the show, a uh, very hot commodity out of Atlanta. We've got the rest of the team. I said, Brad, I want you thinking out of the box. You came up with something so intriguing off of Brooke Lopez and his really good night with points. Yeah, so Brooke Lopez last night, uh, the, kind of the unsung hero, 29 points, a playoff career high for him. And it got to me thinking, I was like, wow, just a couple of years ago, Brooke Lopez was on the Lakers. And earlier this postseason, Lou Williams, the Clippers guard, had a really good uh, series against Golden State. Well, Lou Williams was on the Lakers just a couple years ago. So then I started looking at stats for averages for this year. These are former Lakers that were on the Lakers' actual roster in the last couple years. Lou Williams, he averaged 20 points per game this season. He was a former Laker. D'Angelo Russell, who's now at Brooklyn, 21 points per game he averaged this season. Jordan Clarkson, ah, he's a throwaway player. He's not nothing. Well, for the Cavs this year, Jordan Clarkson averaged 17 points per game, former Laker. Julius Randle traded to the Pelicans. Randle averaged 21 points per game. You think Lakers fans wouldn't mind having a couple of these you guys what, back? You know what's interesting? If you had LeBron... To that and that team, read the players one more time: Brooke Lopez, Lou Williams, D'Angelo Russell, Jordan Clarkson, and Julius Randle, and LeBron, and LeBron, and you know a couple. No, of, no, no, forget yeah. anyone else. Let's just say <laughs> that'd be a pretty good team. That's a playoff team, right there. Listen, here's what Magic. In a way, you're being critical of Magic. Yep, I'm Magic Johnson. You know how <laughs> many finals I've been in. <laughs> he doesn't seem bothered. He doesn't seem bothered. Guys, it's been a couple of days since Zion Williamson and the talk about Zion Williamson going to the New Orleans Pelicans has, has continued on as his stepfather says that they are now excited to go to New Orleans. There's been some discussion about potentially going back to Duke or forcing a trade out of New Orleans if they take him number one overall. So, RJ, now that we know that they are welcome to the idea of playing for the Pelicans, what's the Vegas perspective on Zion Williamson? So they say, first of all. So they say, right? right? So we'll see. The estimate is Zion's going to have a $100 million shoe deal. Okay? If he goes back to Duke, he couldn't do that. Any other decision he made other than Duke, he'd get that deal. So it strikes me that, that financially it's not an issue. Now... By the way, a lot of talk about, oh, sit out of here, get redrafted. 
the Pelicans would hold his rights in perpetuity. So there'd be no situation that the Pelicans would lose his rights. Now, obviously, the Pelicans could trade his rights if they felt like they weren't going to get any asset or any value from him in a given year. And you might think, oh, man, he'd be a, a villain, you know, a heel, a heel turn. Well, wait a minute. Eli Manning, probably loved by his fan base. You know, GMs get fired. You sit Eli for a game, <laughs> GMs get fired over it, right? And think back, it was a situation where he was drafted by the San Diego Chargers. He said, I won't play for the Chargers. I don't give a care. I'm not playing. Ended up getting traded, won two Super Bowls. Go back in time, Fez is the one who was uh, in his early 30s at this point when John <laughs> Elway was drafted. A lot of people forget this. I forgot the team. It was the Baltimore. I mean, I got very young. I, yeah, Baltimore Colts. The Not Baltimore the- Colts drafted him. And then he said, oh, no, thank you. Going to play baseball. You know, the wire hadn't come yeah. out yet. Baltimore wasn't as cool. So he <laughs> said, no, thank you. <laughs> and the fact of the matter, <laughs> well, you know, actually. Game done changed. Game the same. Just got more fierce. Yeah, that, you know, it wasn't like that. He wanted out of there. And the trade happened. Now, if you think back to the Chargers, it worked out okay. They got Phillip Rivers in that. But boy, for the uh Baltimore team. Now think about this. It was John Elway, who at the time was ranked as one of the greatest college quarterbacks ever. Because remember when Andrew Luck came out, it was like highest rated quarterback since John Elway coming out of college. So this guy wasn't just the number one pick. He would maybe would have been the number one pick over a 20 year period. What did the Baltimore team get back? They got back a first-round draft pick, an offensive lineman, Chris Hinton. Don't remember him. A backup quarterback, Mark Herman. I remember the name. Not Mark Harmon, Mark Herman. Okay, okay. And a first-round draft pick. And oh, by the way, where did that where did that pick become? The first-round pick. Yeah. Uh, defensive back Leonard Coleman from Vanderbilt. He's not in the Hall of Fame, is he? No, he's not. So usually when you're forced to make these trades, it doesn't work out too well. Last thing, we were talking about actually two things here. Michael Lee, who's a fellow on Twitter, and his Twitter handle is Mr. Michael Lee. He goes, listen, the fans are upset that didn't win the NBA lottery, but look at game one of the Western Conference Finals. The five best players on the court... Now, this is with KD sidelined. We're all taking number five or later in the draft. Top five players on the court. In the Eastern Conference, the best five players were all taken after number 12. Wow. So, yeah, sometimes those guys come along that are almost sure things, like a LeBron. But you look at the four teams here left— and obviously, KD being out kind of skews that a little bit. But even if he's in, it'd be nine out of 10 players, not one of these top picks. And oh, by the way, though, last thing on the draft is the idea that the Lakers at four. Oh, four. It's almost as good as three. It's better than five. 
Our producer, Daryl, had eight mock drafts, eight separate ones, all from good sources, Bleacher Report, Ringer, etc. All eight had the same top three guys. All right? So, R.J. Barrett and... Zion Williamson. Zion and... John Morant. One of them flipped the order two and three, but it's like... And then at four, there's like six different people. So, in a weird way, I think Colin made this point... And it was a very valid one that he made. Four sounds mighty good, but if you got six, seven, eight people that are a viable pick there, is it all that much better than the ninth pick, let's say? Because it's going to be one of those that you're going to get. Now, you might like your guy, but I think the Lakers, if you look at the draft, it seems top-heavy with the top three. I'm RJ Bell, straight out of Vegas. Last thing, one of our assistant producers, Sleepy J, he goes by in the pregame forums. He said something that blew my mind. And at first I kind of scoffed. And then I thought, this is pretty interesting. So open question here, guys. Imagine if the Pelicans traded KD, or I'm sorry, traded AD, Anthony Davis, and they traded Zion. Now, Bill Simmons does a uh, you know trade value column. And it's not just who are the five best players or 20 best. It's based on the contract, based on their youth, based on whatever factors other than just how good you are. Where's Zion on that list? I mean, is Zion the sixth, seventh most tradable asset? I think that's perfectly reasonable. Jonas? Yeah, that's about right. And where do you put Anthony Davis? Top three. So imagine this. You've got a situation where you have two of the seven most tradable assets. Imagine they got, you know, two or three young players for each of the trades. So now they got four to six and they get three or four first round picks for each. They'd have like, you know, five good young players and like six or seven number one picks coming up in the next couple of years. In like four years, what would be the expectation of that Pelicans team like four years from now? Yeah, but... Should be pretty good. Sounds like the process. The the goal is to land the number one pick and to land a generational player, and they've just done that. Except we just saw the stat that said that's not all that important. These, I mean, Giannis wasn't the number one pick. I also, right? But I also think that in New Orleans, you've got to hit in the draft more so than any other place because you can't land People free don't agents. Yeah, it's not, it's not a free agent destination. And if you get a guy like Zion that you know you probably couldn't get in free agency, you got to take advantage of that. No, I hear you. I hear you. But the question is, will when you say take advantage, if they trade AD now, what's the odds that the Pelicans are able to even make a conference final during the first contract of Zion. If I asked you even money, will the Pelicans make a conference final during Zion's first four-year contract? Am I correct? It's a four-year, the first one? Yep. Okay. Would you take it yes at even money? No, God, no. So so in a weird way, you're saying we can't weigh Zion, except it seems like how, what scenario would happen? They wouldn't, quote-unquote, weigh Zion. Yeah, that's why what they get back in return for Davis is really going to be the key in all this. And Fed said it yesterday. It, I think they got to try to weight it towards existing players and mm-hmm. not future draft choices. I would agree. Okay, in just one minute, the Jets. 
That's all I'm going to say. The Jets question mark. That's coming up next. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Dan Beyer. Thanks, Dan. Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up 10 minutes from now here on FSR, we will take a look ahead at Game 2 of the Western Conference Finals. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. So this Jets situation, Jonas... You're a critical dude in general. (laughs) Would you agree with that? That's fair. I wouldn't say hypercritical. I mean, that's what some exes have said. I noticed on Facebook. Of course. (laughs) I mean, I I did some research before we took you on the team. It's fair. It's all out there. (laughs) But... But here's the question, and and listen, like Brad, we're not judging. Women weaken legs. What do you think of this Jets situation? It seems like in general... People are like, OMG, you don't think it's so bad. I don't think it's that big of a deal, and I don't think it's that big of a shock either. There's been stuff out there that Mike McCagnin, the now former GM, and Adam Gase weren't really seeing eye to eye. And I think people are taking this stance that, well, you had him hire the head coach and you had him do the draft and free agency. Why would you fire him now? To me, this just tells me that Mike McCagnin didn't really have the power this offseason that a lot of people think because you don't make this move unless you had a feeling that it was a real possibility and I think the fact that Gase is still there and now he's serving as the interim general manager means that he was more of an ownership hire than he was a hire of Mike McCagnin. Gase? Yes. Okay, so here's the question. If you know the guy is going to be gone months ago and due to that fact you don't give him any real power, why not get rid of him then and increase the chance you're going to find somebody who, I mean, I, I haven't followed every GM hire, but it seems like that whatever the marketplace was, whoever was available three months ago is more people than it's available now. Yeah. And I, so would, what, what, what was under your theory, what was gained by waiting? I think that they were so set on Adam Gates. He doesn't seem to have a good guy. answer. No, no, no. no this, this is what I, this is really what I think. I would have done it your way. I would have done a package deal. If I'm hiring a head coach and I'm bringing in a GM, I'm doing it at the same time. I, that's how I would have done it. That's how most teams would have done it. But as you said, J-E-T-S, it's the Jets. And I think that they looked at Adam Gase as a guy they couldn't let go and they needed to grab him while he was available. That's why well, he got yeah, hired. Well, yeah, because he was just fired. I mean, you better snap that guy up right away. And, and, and that's the thing. Everybody speaks so highly of him, they think so much of him that they saw, okay, let's grab our coach and let's see if this can work with McCagnin. And once they sniffed that it wasn't going to work, they said, cut ties now instead of waiting till later on. Now listen, I don't know if somehow you're unaware of Colin's position on this because you guys with your multiple year feud, right. it pretty much was what Colin said today. You're both wrong. This is absurd. <laughs> I mean, the idea that waiting till now... In any way, just the fact you paid the guy all this time. I mean, like, what is being gained by it? And if he did actually have power and you said, well, now that we've seen what he did here, here, and here, we now think he's not good enough to be the GM. Okay, that's fine. But boy, that means then a mistake was made and that he made some decisions they didn't like. But I want to quickly talk about, in literally 30 seconds, talk about Gase. Colin was saying, well, Belichick was fired. Blah, blah, blah was fired. Wait a minute. 
Belichick got fired by the Browns, and it was like six years or, or five years. He went back to Parcells, learned a few things, sat and contemplated what went wrong, and he finally got the Patriots job five years later, right? So to me, if you say, tell me a coach that got fired young, took some time or had some time as an assistant, and then came back and did it right— I think there's going to be more than a few of those Belichick's on the list. You tell me a coach that had a lot of success but still got fired, Shanahan, you know, we've seen those, then come and have success at the second place. Yes, they've proven their success. So there's two criteria I think a fired coach can be viable. Number one is if they take enough time off between jobs to learn what they didn't know before. Or number two, they already proved that they are winners, and then it was just be a winner at another spot. But a guy that has never proven he's a winner, Gase, that had no time off in between jobs, first of all, those guys rarely ever get hired. You don't see it. I can't think of one that became really good. Doesn't mean Gase isn't going to be good, but boy, oh boy, the idea that he's a guy that now is what? The only, the second coach in football with Belichick to be the GM too? So you're taking a guy who just got fired and giving him two jobs. <laughs> but he, somehow Jonas likes it. He's always been a guy that has potential. That's how they look at him. <laughs> that's, tr- that's how they look at him. That's what my fifth grade English teacher said. When we come back, it's a whole segment, Golden State, Portland. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox, and this is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. We've got Game 2 of the Western Conference Finals coming up 9 Eastern time from the Bay Area. And the Golden State Warriors are right now a 7-point favorite on pregame.com, hosting the Trailblazers. So first, real quick, Jonas, is, is John running the board today? He is. Okay, tell John if he's listening. We don't step on Cindy. He was bringing he was bringing it down, trying to goad me into coming in. No, no, no. We let Cindy have her say. Yeah, and then we come in. Oh, he just walked out. Hey, John, don't step on Cindy. (laughs) He was already at the liquor store. Sorry about that. All right, Fez. This is an interesting game. Now, I don't want to overhype, but I've got my caloric intake game. Of the or not? Whoa, whoa! My caloric intake prop bet of the NBA playoffs. Now, I had my NBA underdog cash plus two eighty money line. I had two other props that I said these are game of the year types. Let me see two and zero. Oh. So we're perfect on special bets. I've got another one. First though. Let's talk about the game. Who do you like? So I lean to Portland here, and the reason being is just. How often do we see this? Motivation for Golden State. When they get a big win, double-digit win, they relax and they, yeah, they are still playing hard, but they don't play quite as hard. And because of that, the spot screams Portland here. Now, RJ, this line was eight. It's down to seven. That's why it's just a lean on Portland. Okay, so the game one was seven and a half? Yes. So this is the zigzag. We always talk about it, right? Is you think, oh, Golden State showed their dominance. Line should go up. But the theory is... Portland is more motivated. Maybe Golden State's a little complacent. Obviously, historically, Golden State's been complacent in some spots. Now, I will say this. You're betting against the trend. We talked about it at length. We'll repeat it as long as it needs to be repeated. In three years with Durant, Golden State, when he's been out, Curry, when he's in, this Golden State team is 31-4. and That's right. 35 games, 31 wins, four losses against the spread, 21 and 11, three pushes. Now, the only concern is going to be, oh, are they too thin? Because six becomes five, seven becomes six. But boy, oh boy, we saw it is the bench got empty pretty much and everyone looked pretty good. And I think what Kerr is going to do, who, you know, whoever makes their first shot, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. They start feeling good. Here's my canter under. Now, what's his over-under for points? 11.5 points in his canter. This is my caloric intake game of the year. Canter under 11.5 points. Why? Due to Ramadan, he is not allowed to eat from sun up to sundown. This game is starting where it's dark back east. But in Golden State, he won't be able to take in any water or any food until mid-fourth quarter is the estimate. And the idea that that's not going to affect him is absurd. Caloric intake, prop of the year, under 
Cantor, 11 and a half points. The Odd Couple is next here on Fox Sports Radio. We are straight out of Vegas. We'll be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Straight out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.